ladies, this is Jessica Iterole. And I'm Barbara Saunders Livingston. And we want to welcome you to the Seeking Holy Podcast. A podcast for women seeking Christ in a challenging world. As you listen, we hope you'll be encouraged to open God's Word to seek Him and strengthen your abiding relationship with Christ. Whether you find yourself with plenty of time or not enough time, pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab your Bible, and join us for Seeking Holy. Okay, so welcome back, ladies. We've spoken already about why we should forgive, and now we're going to expand a little further on the benefits of forgiveness. We want to be clear that we practice forgiveness out of obedience and love for God, not just for what we might get out of it, and it's in that frame of mind we press forward. Before I left off with sharing about how I'd rededicated my life to Christ after getting married, praise God. And although there was a transformation and healing happening in me, there was a part of me that was still pressed way, way deep down, this just little cavity of hurt. It was a part that I never accessed because I didn't want to deal with it. And I've stated before that forgiveness requires confronting the offense. And while that's true, there was another barrier for me the misunderstanding of what strength is. Shortly after my first son was born, I attended my first women's retreat that just so happened to be about, (laughs) guess what? Forgiveness! I felt like Oprah when I said that. Forgiveness! Anyway, that night we gathered around a campfire in the middle of the Georgia country, and the pastor's wife led us through a passage and taught on the subject of forgiveness. This concluded with us writing down things we needed to deal with on a piece of paper and throwing it into the fire. This beautiful scene of throwing it away and it burning up into little ashes, I suppose. Um, Anyway, afterwards, I was absolutely floored when I spoke to her about my dad because I had this all welling up. It was coming to the surface and I was just figuring out how do I deal with this? And so I decided to talk to the pastor's wife and thinking, all right, I'm probably going to get some justification here. And isn't that funny sometimes how we go looking for a little bit of justification? Because one way we could look at it, I could have looked at it in that sense was, you know what, my feelings were totally justified. You know, he was wrong and I was cheated out of all of these things. And It wasn't right. And I don't owe him anything, right? And that's a very natural way uh, to approach things. But, you know, God has this way of dealing with us that is much more beyond the natural way. So anyway, in conversation with her, I kind of walk her through just briefly kind of what happened. And I, I basically said, he did this and he didn't do that, but it's whatever because I don't need him. And she said, yes, you do. Girls, I was like, do what? (laughs) I need him? What? And looking back, I know that is not that I necessarily needed him in my life or to depend on him. But it was this whole idea of forgiving him and giving the rest to Jesus. I can't change him. I can't make him or anyone for that matter be who I want them to be. I cannot go back to those memories and change it. I can't flip things around. And 
what good does it do for me to harbor this resentment and hold on to this pain that I felt of being cheated and living this life of just, I felt so much like I lived life as a child in general, just with my face pressed against the glass, watching everyone have what I perceived as normal, happy, healthy family lives and doing I don't know what I thought everyone did, like everyone lives like it's family ties or growing pains or sorry, younger folks who have never seen those shows. But that was that was my perception. What good did it do for me to hold on to this? So, yes, I cannot change him. I could not change him today. I have the power to change not one person, but I can, however, love them enough with God's strength to pray for them and let God deal with them. Besides, I had this idea in my head that by not addressing the need to forgive my dad, I was exerting a message, a message in my thoughts that he should see and recognize his behavior is not right. However, the real reality, and I'm just going to shoot it straight and Lord help me to do this in, in the right honoring way. But the real reality was that he didn't think of these things to begin with. And okay, without disrespect, I'm trying to tread lightly here, but I'm pretty sure that at that time, at least by his actions, he was oblivious to the hurt he caused me and possibly had never even thought of it, at least not enough to do something about it. See, we have, or at least I had a tendency to think that the right thing to do was accept that I was wrong or jilted, so to speak, from having the relationship I wanted to experience and know. And by accepting it, I chose to not make a big deal of it. So what do we do then? We press it down and put it away. And if it starts to well up, we just say, no, 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 I'm not thinking about that. And we do this and we call it being strong. When I was growing up, my mother, who, like I said, she had a very abusive and terrifying childhood. Uh, I said earlier, she would say, you're either a survivor or a victim. And yes, it is a choice at what attitude you're going to choose. Yet if we force this so-called strength, I'm going to call it a pseudo strength, it doesn't last. There's only one whose strength is strong enough to overcome the greatest of pain. And he is Christ who said in John 16, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There's real strength in forgiveness. It takes a lot of work. Yes, it takes a lot of work sometimes. There are many mountains to overcome, but he has told us to be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. And that night after the campfire, I mulled and mulled over this woman's response. I don't need him. Yes, you do. The next day, as if I hadn't been beat up enough, I was wallop some more. I'm going to use a real Southern term. I was wallop some more as we continued to speak more about forgiving those that hurt us, whether it's small or great, intentional or unintentional offenses. And my thoughts turned to my abuser. And this is where it became very difficult for me. Because at least with my dad, I could somehow internalize excuses for his rejection and his apathy. But my abuser, I just couldn't get there. 
I couldn't justify it in my mind how or why he did this and that it's okay. And I think for me, it was getting to a place where I had to think about it. I couldn't avoid it anymore. And I had to finally deal with it. That got me. And as we were reading the word, as we got closer to prayer more and more, I just longed desperately to finally be released from this oppression. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. A lot of prayer, work, and effort goes into this podcast. And while our goal is not to exalt ourselves or even to become widely known, we can always use help to aid us in covering our cost. We created this podcast to encourage women to open their Bibles and rediscover the great Lord. It's our first ambition to faithfully seek, follow, and obey the Lord in every step. And it's under His authority we recognize the responsibility of good and faithful stewardship. We purposefully do not have an advertising or sponsorship program. The advertising you hear on this podcast are resources we personally use and want to advocate for. Every one of them have been prayerfully chosen, and we do not charge to promote them. Occasionally, we'll share a product we're using and get a small commission. However, still, we will only vet a product that we can truly say we recommend. So while we've not created this podcast to make money, we understand that one may want to bless us with a financial gift. This is truly a blessing for us as it takes a lot to keep this program running. If you'd like to donate, please visit SeekingHoly.fm and click on the heart in the upper right-hand corner. We appreciate your contribution. And so if you can picture it, we've been reading these scriptures that, I, that I've that i shared in the first section and just talking about how we are to forgive as we have been forgiven and that it doesn't matter about, uh, we want to assign weight, just like we do the same thing with sin. We want to give weight to one sin versus another. And I think we have a tendency to do that with forgiveness. Some things are more forgivable than others, et cetera. And it's just a natural um, human thought, I think. And God calls us to higher ground. And if we'll just listen to that, then we find freedom. But in these moments, we've read the scriptures. We had this evening of, of mulling and and thinking about it, throwing these thoughts into the fire, and and then we get to sleep on it. And the next day, now we're praying and we're seeking out that forgiveness. And internally, I had to be the biggest hot mess. I don't know. It was quite some time ago. But ladies, I'll just tell you, I know I had to be a mess. I I remember lifting my hands out in prayer. And it was very hard for me to even bring my arms away from my body. There was something about it, just this wrestling of not wanting to be that vulnerable. But I did it. I did it for the Lord because he's trustworthy. And I wanted to act on what I believed. There comes a definitive time where we're reading God's word. And let's just let's just be real. Is what I'm reading, do I believe it or do I not? All right, so if all of this comes crumbling down, I'm going to go down with it. I think our world needs more people rooting in God's word like that. Gosh, can we be that tenacious about something? Of course, I'm going to advocate for God's word that we are that we are tenacious about. We can believe we have his story. We have his proof in his word and we have it in our lives. 
anyway, I'm getting on a tangent here. So, all right, I've set the scene. I'm lifting my hands in prayer as difficult as it was, but I'm just determined to outstretch my arms. I'm giving it all, all of my pain to God. And I, I even felt as if I was looking into the face of this deceased person in the fiery pit. Now, he could have repented and given his life to Christ before he died. I don't really know. I don't claim to know and cannot possibly know the status of one's salvation. And that's for the wisdom of the Lord. But anyway, I remember that that great emotional work in that, that 24 hours and how the weight was lifted from me afterwards. I mean, I felt like I had just been through a battle, but afterwards I felt free of it. And I'm not just talking about a fleeting emotion or emotionalism, finally free. It was still wrong what was done, a horrible, horrible thing. But it was in the Lord's hands, not mine. This shame was not mine to bear. My Jesus says in Matthew eleven thirty, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I gave it over to him. And after I returned, it took me a few days but I was able to contact my biological father. I had to ask him to forgive me of the anger I'd been harboring against him and also let him know that I forgave him. Now, okay, so what does that entail? Honor thy father and thy mother? Well, I don't even identify with the term father at this point. It's still fresh and new to me. Dad and Father, I'm using these words that uh, maybe it sounds very normal to you, but it, in my mind, Jess's mind here, these are words that aren't easy for me to say. God has had to work it out in me because these are words that Dad, Father, uh, especially if for some reason, Dad is such a difficult one for me. I use it very selectively, um, but I have to be careful here that I don't put on it the um, weight of if someone deserves that title or not. I have to just give that to the Lord. So anyway, that's all a part of this forgiving process. So forgiving him meant that I, one, I chose to leave the past, exactly that, in the past. I'm going to talk about this soon when we talk about trust, okay? So please put a pin in this. We leave things in the past. We forgive. That doesn't mean that we forget and everything is... We put ourselves in position to be abused again, to um, open ourselves up for danger. That's not what I'm talking about. And I will get to that. But as of this, in the situation that I was in, the past, what was already done. All right, I'm not going to go back there and pull out my cards and say, if, if you met me on the street and you did this and I went to foster care because of you and all this stuff. Okay, it stays in the past. Two, that I will not slander his name or wish harm to come to him. And that's a very fine line. Like right now, I'm publicly speaking a testimony. And um, it's, it's a very difficult balance to speak what is true and to discern whether to share what is true. I think it, we have to, when we give our testimonies, the whole focus is what God is doing, what he has done and will do. So it happens has to be purposeful. Okay, so not slander his name or wish harm to come to him. And I don't. And lastly, I will treat him with respect, regardless of whether I think he deserves it or not, or he's a respectable person. I'm going to treat him with respect. 
And I shared these things on the phone with him. And he began to tell me about how he tried desperately to reach us, how my mother hid us from him. And um, while I don't believe that, you know, he wrote all these letters and made so much um, fuss to try to communicate with us. I mean, we lived at the same address for 10 years and um, my grandparents, his parents uh, sent us a letter a couple of times. So, you know, I don't necessarily believe that. But the whole point was none of this mattered anymore. So I actually respectfully interrupted him and said, please, you know, none of this matters anymore. I don't care about the details. Let's just start from here. And yes, some might hear this and be like, uh-uh, he didn't deserve it. And they're right. Yet who am I to determine who deserves what? God is the one who determines this. And I'm thankful that he has blessed me far beyond what I could ever deserve. And he hasn't given me what I actually do deserve. So in speaking of what is forgiveness of others, I'm going to refer to gotquestions.org again, just because they're such a good resource. And uh, some of these things, when I'm doing research to explain this, um, I really can't say it better myself. Hopefully you'll walk with me here. Uh, gotquestions.org says, what is forgiveness of others? Forgiveness is also an essential part of the life of believers. Ephesians 4.32 commands, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And similarly, Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And the key in both passages is that we're to forgive others as God has forgiven us. So why do we forgive? Because we have been forgiven. And the Bible tells us that we are to forgive those who sin against us. We keep no record of wrongs. That's 1 Corinthians 13, 5. But forgive as many times as necessary. Matthew 18, 21 through 22 Refusing to forgive a person demonstrates resentment, bitterness, and anger. Yep, yep, yep. And none of which are the traits of a growing Christian. And God promises that when we come to him confessing our sin and asking for forgiveness, he freely grants it for the sake of Christ. It's 1 John 1, 9. Hallelujah. Likewise, the forgiveness we extend to others should know no limits. Luke 17, 3, 4. I can't help but think of Psalm 32, 1 and 2, which speaks on the joy of forgiveness. How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is the man the Lord does not charge with sin and whose spirit is no deceit. James 1.25 says, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And if I may, I'd like to end this part giving praise to the Lord with a psalm reminding me, and hopefully many of us will be blessed of the ever abounding grace we have in Christ. May we soften our hearts as he deals with us in the difficult manner of letting go of hurt and forgiving an action that so often can only be done in his strength. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? 
who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth my mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children." To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us tomorrow where we'll weigh discerning forgiveness and trusting again. See you then. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes are released. Also, please feel free to rate and review our podcast and share it with all your friends. Thank you for spending your time with us. We hope you're leaving with a deepening fascination to fellowship with the one who has created you for his purpose and desires to show you more of his goodness every day.